Welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith, an author, ministry leader, and biblical healing coach. But more importantly, I'm a wife and a mom, just like many of you. Listen, if you're looking for real, authentic talk, you've came to the right place. In this space, you will discover a friend who will connect with your heart as I share my own personal stories and cover many relatable topics. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. I see you. God sees you. And through biblical content, I will teach you how to leave your pain in the past, receive the gift of whole healing, and soar into purpose. So, are you ready to be restored and become all God created you to be? We are going to trade those ashes for beauty. Let's jump into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Welcome back. I'm Jeannie Smith, your host. Today, I'm going to start a two-part episode. Part one, which we will discuss now, is on escape. Part two, which I will release next week, will be on denial. So, let's just jump right on into it, friends, because time is short. When painful things happen to us in this life, we do what we can to cope and ease the pain. We are determined to do whatever is needed to bury any memories connected to the experience and escape. Escape, by definition, is to break free from confinement or control. So we try and break free from the painful memories, circumstances, and the control that it has over us. As a form of escape and denial, we may run away. The escape route could be house to house, city to city. But here's the deal. The memories always follow. I did this myself. I tried to run away from my abortion experience, and I thought if I could just get out of town where it happened or away from the people, I could forget it or find healing. But guess what? It didn't work. The memories and the pain went with me everywhere I went. Oh, and it may have made it easier to change my environment. For sure it did, and that was a good thing, but I needed more. I needed the right help and assistance to help me overcome. There are many times when God will direct us to go back, to go back and deal with the pain and circumstances so we can ultimately be free. God has given us a biblical example in the story of Hagar. In Genesis chapter 16, we see a picture of Hagar being mistreated and dealt with harshly. In her suffering, she ran away. And as she was running away, she stopped at a spring in the desert where an angel of the Lord appeared to her. And here's what the angel said. Hagar, where have you come from and where are you going? In which Hagar replied, I am running away. The angel of the Lord told her to go back. And out of the obedience of going back, there would be increase. This is what the angel told her. So the angel said, go back. There will be increase. There will be blessing. And the angel of the Lord went on to tell her in verse 11. The Lord has heard your misery. Hagar gave a name to the Lord who spoke to her that day, and she said, You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. This is where the name El Roy comes from, the God who sees. 
God was directing Hagar to go back and face the past only to recover from it, only to bring increase and blessing. Now, it's very important to know Luke 12, 2 tells us that there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. I personally had to return back to my past as hard as it was and allow God access to the deep places of my heart and the permission to do his healing work in me. This was going to require taking responsibility for my wrong in the situation, if there was any, and extended forgiveness to those that caused the pain. Now, there are also circumstances where you may have not been at fault at all and you were a total victim. For example, sexual assault and abuse is a horrible trauma to live through. You live in fear and confinement. It's a dark, painful place. And you may wonder, what did you ever do to deserve it? Well, let me answer that question for you right now. Nothing. You did nothing to deserve it. And it does not define who you are. It is a horrific violence that you should have never been dealt. And let me just pause here for a moment and remind you that vengeance is the Lord's and he will have it. It is not your fault and our God will redeem all wrong and make it right. He will provide what you need to overcome, but you have to reach out and accept it. In any case, in the journey back, you are going to discover the greatest freedom and healing. So don't listen to someone who tells you that you don't need to go back and deal with the painful past because friend, it is exactly what you need to do. God will direct you, but listen. It's very important to know this. You cannot go alone. You cannot do this work on your own. You must go with someone who can guide you and help you discover the healing balm of Jesus. You just have to say yes, trust and obey. Jesus will do the work and provide community for you. Community is a beautiful thing. It brings healing. And out of the ashes, I promise you will find beauty. Now, through the process, our thoughts have to remain positive, not negative. You know, it's very powerful what the mind can do to protect the vessel. We can actually train our thoughts to deny that the trauma or pain or whatever it is that we have encountered ever took place. And for a while, that may work minimally, but the details, the memories always seem to surface. God brings them to the surface because they need to be dealt with. He wants to heal you. Once I was counseling a woman who had come to me needing help healing from a past abortion. And after several sessions of healing, she spoke out one day, burst out in tears and said that God had revealed to her that she had had two abortions, not one. And she was blown away at how she had been able to compartmentalize the second abortion in such a deep place of denial that she had actually forgotten she had even had it. Again, there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. Luke 12, 2. So let's talk about our thoughts. Positive thoughts align with Jesus. Negative thoughts align with the enemy. So we have to feed the mind positive thoughts and be around positive people that want to see you succeed. People that speak positive things over you, not negative, 
and people that desire to see you fulfill your purpose. This is why the Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. Listen, words are very powerful. Think about it. Your very salvation depended upon your words. You had to confess with your mouth. It was your words that determined eternity for you. So words have power over us. They define us. They navigate us. They direct us. So make sure Jesus's words are defining you, not Satan. Let me explain this a little bit further. Every sin in this world started with a lie, a word spoken, a whisper spoken, a lie. When we hear the lie, we begin to process it. It's vital input that enters in. It enters into the brain. Then we begin to consider it. So we ponder it. And here is where it is fertilized and it's watered. Then we begin to believe it. This is where it begins to take root and grow. And lastly, we act upon it. And that's where the result is deception and bad fruit. Instead of good fruit and truth, which is what God purposed for us. So we have to be very careful what we speak and listen to and who we listen to. We have to listen to King Jesus, not the enemy. His word is truth and everything else is a lie. John 8, tells us that he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him. And when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. It is why, as parents, we have to be careful what we speak over our children. For example, if we speak, you're lazy, they will believe it, and any drive to do anything will diminish. It is more effective to speak in a positive way versus the negative. To speak what you want to see achieved. For example, I know God has given you a spirit of determination to accomplish everything he has called you to, and I thank him for it. No, you are not a messy child. You are a very well-organized little being. They will believe what you speak because of the natural influence you have over them. It's important to note that God is a good God. It was not his plan for bad things to happen to us. No, we live in a fallen, sin-filled world. And there is going to be suffering. Satan, the enemy, is prowling around constantly trying to kill, steal, and destroy John 10.10. But the second part of that verse says that Jesus came that we would have life and have it abundantly. Now, that's how the scripture ends. And that's how the story ends. If we choose well, friends, we have to choose well. We have to choose Jesus. I just recently found a quote from my brother in his journal that read, Our choices determine our destinies, and it is so true. So choose well, my friend. Choose well. Now, I want to talk to you about triggers that cause us to seek escape. When we have experienced great pain, we may also experience what is known as triggers. Triggers could be songs, words, smells, environments, could be colors, touch, could be tangible things. A trigger is anything that might cause a person to recall a traumatic experience they have had. There can be internal triggers such as anger, anxiety, feelings of abandonment, loneliness, discouragement, despair, vulnerability, and so much more that can leave a person in mental anguish. 
When triggers arise, we may use things to cope, and many times it's addictions or anything that may ease the pain, but it is only temporary, leaving you wanting more. If these things are not dealt with properly, it's going to cause a downward spiral, leaving things worse than they ever were. The only thing, the only person who can ease the pain and heal the pain is Jesus. But many don't know how to grab hold of his help and apply it to their life. It's not that they don't want to, but sometimes the depth of pain and sorrow and loss The failures that loom over them have damaged their self-worth and they begin to believe the lie. Remember we talked about the lie. They begin to believe the lie that they are not even worthy to receive what Jesus wants to offer them. They feel they can't approach God with their pain. This ultimately leads to great depression and sadly sometimes death. But listen, it was never God's plan for us. We have to acknowledge that there is a need for emotional, physical, and spiritual help when we have encountered deep traumatic pain in our life. Here's the truth. The mental anguish, the lies whispered to us, they come from Satan, the enemy, the father of lies, and those lies need to be uprooted and replaced by the truth and love of Jesus. Our identity needs to be restored and taken back and given to its rightful owner. Once I was going through a season of just questioning my identity, and there had been many things that had recently caused pain, and I was just really in a pit. I was sitting alone one day, and I was journaling things down, and I was beginning to believe the lies that I was hearing about myself. They were lies that I was listening to, but nevertheless, here is what I heard. Lost, forgotten, insignificant, doubtful, rejected. But just as I heard them, the Holy Spirit quickened within me and he spoke louder. That is not who you are. Now you write down who I say you are. And here is what I heard. You are not lost. You are found. You are not forgotten. You are known. You are not insignificant. You are significant. You are not doubtful. You are established. You are not rejected. You are accepted. And I would encourage you to work through a similar exercise. Matter of fact, this is a good time to go ahead and give you three things to help you when seeking to escape pain. Number one, don't run away from the pain. Embrace it and seek help. Take a bold and courageous step. Number two, replace all negative thoughts with positive in every way you can and cast down every lie. And number three, discover your identity by reading the book of Ephesians, particularly chapters one through three, and highlight or underline every word that defines who you are. Now, the last thing I want to touch on today is guilt. I like to call it the silent killer. I'm going to talk more about guilt in a later episode, but today I want you to know that guilt robs us of so much our peace, our joy, and our freedom. When we carry guilt, we will look for harmful ways to escape. We suffer under self-condemnation. God didn't put us there. We put ourselves there. And Romans 8.1 tells us that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. It's good to remember that our feelings and perception of ourselves 
are not how we are viewed by our Heavenly Father. It is us that condemns ourselves, not Jesus. So listen, let this soak in. Always filter the external through the eternal before allowing it to become internal. Wow, what a powerful quote. That's by Steve McVeigh. All right, let me pray for you. Father God, I pray for each listener within the sound of my voice, and I pray that they are fully grasping what you are teaching them. Lord, I pray that they will sit quietly and let you examine their heart, their pain, and that their escape route is now headed straight into your arms. Not somewhere else, Lord, that could lead to destruction, but straight into your arms. And I pray that they will no longer live in self-condemnation or believe the lies of the enemy. Lord, show them anything holding them back in bondage. And I ask that you would begin to free them as only you can do. I pray for their bravery and their willingness to trust you. Father, could you just pour your love all over them right now, even in this moment as they listen? I pray that whatever has been holding them back in darkness for so long will now be brought into your perfect, wondrous light so that you can begin your healing work, Lord, in only a way that you can. In Jesus' name, you are our Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Amen. Well, friends, I hope you have discovered some golden nuggets in this episode that you can apply to your life. Stay tuned for part two next week as we finish up discussing denial. I believe you're going to discover yet another promise and treasure in the next episode, so you don't want to miss it. Love you bunches. Live life abundantly. If you like mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Oh, 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 oh,